0: Hey friends, welcome to Woman-Owned Wallet, the podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Dare, a serial entrepreneur who has already made all of the money mistakes so you don't have to. Now I'm working on my money mindset, expanding my companies, and having open conversations with women around a subject that shouldn't be so taboo, money. My company, Woman-Owned Wallet, and I are determined to help you foster a more positive relationship with your wallet and help you create a life that makes you say, wow. Hi, moneymakers. Welcome back to season three of Woman-Owned Wallet, the podcast. Y'all, I can't believe we're here. I dreamt of this podcast for so long, so long. And I'm just so excited because I also dreamt of... Having the most beautiful working relationship with someone for so long, I dreamt of it. And I finally, finally. Have it in my life for the past three and a half years with the beautiful Adrian that is here to join us on this new adventure of the sweet life of the C Suite here at Wow. So thank you so much, Adrian, for joining me on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Finally made it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a dress named after you at the New Black. It's true, the Adrian dress. I don't even have a dress named after me.
1: Yeah, I think it's cuz you can't find one that you like are stuck on that yeah. you really love and like
0: I love them all. Yeah. They're like, all your children. They're all they're yours. All mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all my my muses, my inspiration. So, yeah, they're all mine. That's true. Yeah. But you have a dress named after you there, and now you as like January 2022, you were promoted. Yeah. So what's your like job and stuff? So I am the COO, which is the chief officer of
1: operations. So I basically make sure that everything keeps moving forward.
0: Yeah. She deals with me, y'all. You're yeah. like, this bitch is a lot. Amanda's a <laughs> lot. Adrian is my, my counterpart. She gives me, she's a yin to my yang. Yeah. Or is it yin or yang? Ying yang, yang. I don't know. I feel like we've had this we discussion had before had this and I guess we didn't settle on an answer. But. We didn't look it up. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's it's happening here. It's working. It's working. Yeah. We're a yeah. good balance. I agree. I definitely scare you sometimes. Yes, yeah, Most, most times or sometimes? It's,
1: it's good to be scared
0: sometimes. <laughs> 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 it pushes you outside
1: of your comfort zone. And yes. that's what I've been doing a lot. Since. Yes getting promoted basically so Mm -hmm.
0: do you feel like it helps you grow yeah I think so
1: I mean I feel like I'm very easy to sit in my comfort zone sometimes so having someone to push me outside of them you
0: (laughs) uh is good I'm like comfort zone who's she (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) well no my comfort zones are just different than your comfort zones very true yeah And I feel like there's so many times where I bring something, some crazy big idea that I have not fully thought out to Adrian and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have told her yet because she's obviously in charge of running my shit and she's going to start immediately trying to figure out how the operations of my big lofty dream goal idea are going to play out. And that's very stressful. And I'm like, oh, wait, you don't need to think of that yet because... I haven't even decided if this is like an official idea,
1: right? So Sometimes. we've we've figured out
0: a term, how to navigate those situations. So I know. Do you like it? I do. I think it works. We needed separate time for like dreaming. And so my dream phrase to introduce a not fully formed idea, a first draft. <laughs> As well as inviting Adrian into the world of just dreaming with me, is hear me out. And now, do you feel like that de stresses you when I say it versus like, I have this idea?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Because it is important to have time to dream and think of big goals and ideas and things like that. That's what keeps the business moving forward um, but obviously yeah with my role i'm very much thinking ahead of like okay how how, are, how is this going to get done when is it getting done who all has is you know going to be involved that sort of thing so that's where my mind goes even sometimes i start processing all of that
0: and kind of don't grasp what you're saying but so I it's- see her like check out but not check out she's just checked into like actionable items versus like dream space and I'm like oh I'm talking to her and she's thinking about this right all of this mm-hmm. <laughs> and how to make it happen which is obviously amazing and obviously needed in my life so just thank you for for being that
1: yeah and now you know it's like a safe word in a yeah, like, we have a safe we're word like, okay, we're, just, we're just spitballing right now we're coming up with ideas we're getting them out mm-hmm. so it's not stuck up in our mind and um, yeah I think it's helpful
0: a good just way externally to... processing
1: yeah and I like spitballing that's fun yeah I mean <laughs> I feel like you are always externally processing
0: things <laughs> <laughs> where I'm very much internally <laughs> processing everything but Adrienne is an internal processor I am but sometimes to a fault it is. It is something that we also balance because mm-hmm. I can see you processing, and my husband is very similar, and which is why I love both of you so much. And I realized that I needed somebody with similar characteristics to him because he balances me and harmony. You know, we live in harmony when mm-hmm. we accept that each other is different than one another, and that we together create a better team. Yeah. You know, than our separate parts. Mm -hmm. Than the sum of our parts or whatever the phrase is. Yeah. (laughs) I think we balance each other out really well, especially
1: in terms of our strengths and differences too. Areas where I lack, I feel like you pick up in and vice versa. So
0: Yeah. And anytime I see you internally processing too long where you're just (laughs) can I tell them? (laughs) I should tell them. I'll like walk in and her lips will be stuck. I'm going to do it in the video. Her lips will be stuck <laughs> up in her teeth, like above her teeth and her gums, kind of like rolled up. It's where my shoes. concentration face. It's <laughs> such a funny concentration face. So every once in a while, just like to make her laugh or be like, oh, we need to be in concentration <laughs> right now. I'll like have my lips stuck up there too and be like, hey. <laughs> I think it brings us back down to the remembering that this is all what we get to decide and what we make it and it doesn't have to be what anybody else or any expectations of anybody else it's just what we can create and it brings us back down to the present moment. Yeah, for sure.
1: It's very easy to get caught up in your head thinking of all all the things.
0: So yeah, I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> and we decided what was it yesterday that we needed to have a phrase for for you to say or for either one of us to say because you can always bring me a hear me out session i would yeah love more of those (laughs) i love that shit but we heard a phrase where we decided on a phrase that would be a good like okay we're not dreaming right now we're deciding we're creating actionable we're doing and i love to do shit yeah i definitely have that balance of like i love both like the balance and loving both, but I can't sit in both at the same time. Mm-hmm. So sitting in one to do the overwhelming, dreaming, amazingness together, and then sitting in one to do all the actionable items together will help both of us not feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Because we are a team. We are. So what are we going to say when we want to do like actionable things? Let's go, girls. Yeah. Oh my God, it so i <laughs> to just even hear you say it now. I'm like, let's go girls. Yes, I'm obsessed. But yeah, so let's talk a little bit about why we wanted to have these discussions. The, the COO and the CEO, the chief executive officer, the chief operations officer. Why do we want to have these conversations in front of people?
1: I mean, I think it's all about transparency. And I think people because of the presence that we have on social media people think that we're a very big company and that's not the case uh, <laughs> you know we are pretty small in we're comparison like too
0: big and too small at yeah. the same
1: time <laughs> yeah so i think showing people or talking about the behind the scenes aspects all the planning all the things that we do kind of the day to day is important for people to kind of understand our brand
0: as well i agree And I feel like there's so much, if you did think we were this massive brand, there's so much that also just humanizes the brand by us being humans in front of you. Yeah. I think that's important. And then to also understand like our company culture, I think is important Mm -hmm. because it's really such a beautiful company culture right now.
1: Yeah, it is great.
0: It's so hard to keep it at this great place. And we're just going to keep trying always. Yeah. I feel
1: like... (laughs) Our team right now, it's definitely still kind of growing, you know, yeah. it's ebb and flow flowing a little bit. But I think the people that we've brought on within the past couple of months have been really great additions and all bring something different to the table.
0: I completely agree. And I, I just have I don't know if I've ever really felt as confident as I have going into a holiday season. And I just want to share everything behind the scenes, basically, that goes on within Wow well with all of you, because while we are on social media, we're creating entertainment for you. Yeah. Our content creation is based around entertaining you. I do love the TikTok small businesses that show everything on there. Like I do love that too, but I don't want to only show that stuff. And I feel like there's so much more that we've been able to kind of corner the market on with like funny feminism. Yeah. That I love that that it has that place to live. Right. And I don't want to interrupt that place with like, Adrian and I are thinking about doing this or (laughs) or whatever. So I think having kind of the understanding that now there's not just me alone in this C-suite in the CEO arena, but I do have a counterpart that's my COO and we're looking at bringing on a CFO. So we're even growing our C-suite. So maybe next season it'll be even bigger, more people. Yeah. Which will be cool. And we just wanted to like sit around, eat some snacks, (laughs) have some brownies and, you know, regular brownies. (laughs) Yeah, take regular brownies. Maybe some of the wine from our premier sponsor, New Vibes Wine for this season of the podcast. We love New Vibes Wine. We do. Uh, All five of those ladies that run that is amazing. 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 (laughs) And they're our first WoW Media client. So we're very excited. We'll talk a little bit about them on a another episode but we thought the best way to kind of break this up because we are going to have Adrian on multiple episodes and the best way for you to kind of keep up with the c-suite of wow was to break it down by quarters so q1 is what we're going to talk about today and we're also just going to introduce you to Adrian so you get to know and love her as much as you know and love me I hope you love me not as much <laughs> as you know me yeah, at this point, I feel like people that really listen to the podcast, like actually know me. Yeah. Yeah. it it's like, like such a good place. Mm-hmm.
1: Q1 was good. Quarter. Q1 it was so fun. So, fun. Fun.
0: <laughs> so uh, first off, though, let's that's why we wanted to do this. I think it's super important. So if you're like, dude, I'm just here for the other shit that y'all do, then it's cool. We got tons of that, too. So head over to any of our other social media channels, the website, check out our WOW soundtrack. If you wanted to check out just our TikTok and enjoy the funny feminism or the other episodes of the podcast specifically more about speaking with other entrepreneurs, about their money stories, or speaking with Melissa about money mindset and language changes that we can make, please go check out all of those other avenues. But here we're going to talk about WOW and what we're doing and all the cool shit and all the crazy shit. Yeah. And the fun shit and the scary shit because mm-hmm. there's both first it was spooky and then it was fun <laughs> and then it gets scary if you're on tiktok you know what i'm saying that's a sound isn't it? it's amazing so first up though adrian yeah let's tell them about you they know the fuck about me so let's say Adrian, what um, where did your like journey start? Like, tell me about your family a little bit and your kind of money understanding of like of your childhood, or what's your first like money memories that you have? Yeah, so I think
1: a lot of my childhood growing up brought me to where I am now. Both of my parents were entrepreneurs, so. Growing up, you know, they both had their own businesses. I saw hardships of that and, you know, the the wins that they had. But my parents, whenever I was pretty young growing up, they started their own business. My dad was an aerial photographer. So being in Kentucky, there's all these beautiful rural horse farms. And so he would fly up in his little two-seater plane and basically hang his head out the window fly his plane and shoot photography at the same time. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm a great multitasker also. <laughs> and then down on the ground, my mom would frame all of the photography and then they'd go door to door, which is like not, not happening. a thing now yeah. um, in like Don't the country. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> um, so they have plenty of stories about that as well, but they made a really good team in that my dad would do that. And then My dad did do some selling as well, but I think for a while it was mainly my mom, and she was really good at that. But they made friends with all the horse farm people. This is in Lexington,
0: correct? Yes, so this is
1: Lexington. But he kind of flew, like, outside of Lexington, too. And would he had, like his maps that he would map out, like actual physical maps of where he'd be flying over. And like they were all over our house growing up. So that was oh, just cool. a fun thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And just if you're not familiar with Kentucky, since this is in a lot of states and countries and continents now, yeah. Lexington and Louisville are like an hour, hour and a half away from each other. So she's always lived close to Louisville yeah, where we are now with like the Derby and KFC and all that. <laughs> Yes, amazingness, bourbon. Yeah. But it was a little bit more towards Lexington, which does have such beautiful, as you're saying, yeah horse country.
1: Yeah. Basically like from the city center, like you drive like fifteen to twenty minutes in any yeah. direction and you end up on a horse farm. So yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a great place for them to go to do this business. But, you know, I think That was their main business for a while, but they also had their hands in a lot of different pots. They had rental properties on UK's campus. They did just picture framing for, you know, like family photos, different things. They had an actual frame shop and my dad had a portrait studio in there also. So like... They used a lot of the same skills, but used them in, in different ways, different businesses. So, oh, amazing. Right. So, um, you Talk know, they talking about revenue
0: streams. I right? love to hear it.
1: Yeah. So they were very like resourceful with finding jobs to kind of like fill the gaps, I guess. And I think that's why I'm so resourceful. I you think know? So. so, I mean, growing up, like, I feel like we definitely—I would say we were middle class. You know, we had mm-hmm. a nice house. We, my sister and I, grew up dancing. It's not like the cheapest thing to lots do. Of costumes, yeah, lots of costumes. <laughs> Those traveling around for competitions, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And even then, like my mom also went to massage school, and so like she would trade with my dance teachers, kind of to like help take some money off yeah. of like my solo lessons or mm-hmm. you know whatever. And so that was just like another way of
0: making it work. Like offsetting the cost.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, I definitely saw that and realized now, now that I'm older and like thinking back on it, I'm like, oh, wow. Like they really were making it work for us to like give us the life that we wanted. They wanted us to have opportunities and everything. And Then whenever growing up or like whenever I decided, you know, graduating high school, trying to figure out what I wanted to go to school for, you know, I feel like a lot of people were like had pressure on them from their parents to go into different avenues, you know, like people want their kids to be doctors, whatever. But my parents always gave me the freedom to choose because they had that path for them as well. So, whenever I was like, I'm going to go to school for costume design, they weren't ever like, well, what are you going to do with that? They were like, great. Okay, cool. Like, let's go look at some schools. Cause from where I grew up dancing, my favorite thing was like the costumes. And I, I knew that I, <laughs> I was never going to be a professional dancer. <laughs> let's just say that. <laughs>
0: just like I was
1: like never going to be a professional
0: singer, right? But the costumes were the best part. They I were, agree.
1: and you know, my mom and my grandma, a lot of the women in my family, all sewed, and so I learned to sew when I was like probably like ten was when I first started getting lessons about it, and so that's what I was like. I don't want to go into fashion because. I don't know. The the school that I wanted to go to their fashion, they had a fashion and theater design program and the fashion one. I don't know. I just like toured on campus and I was like, I'm not getting the vibe.
0: It's like, a different vibe when you study fashion. Yeah. And I definitely see what you're I feel like I understand what you're alluding to. And it's the theater program that I was in for understanding sewing and design. There wasn't a fashion option, but just by watching like fucking Project Runway, you know, (laughs) there's like a lot of competitiveness.
1: Right. And they're like the program that was at Western, which is where I went to school, uh, Western Mm -hmm. Kentucky University. They had a fashion merchandising. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I want to be making the things. And they're like, well, we we don't really do so much of that. And I was like, well, where can I go? You know, and then I was like, oh, the theater department.
0: Yeah, there's a lot more opportunity in the theater departments to learn the skill set that you truly wanted.
1: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I as a freshman got really lucky. The theater department was really like growing but it was still relatively small when I first started out and they needed someone to work in their costume department. So from my first year I started working in the costume department as my job and then I think the great thing, let me say, if you need something done, <laughs> get a theater kit on it yeah. because... We are well-rounded folks and we, you know, can multitask a lot of things. Because we had to.
0: Yeah. There's not that many theater kids. So I've like done sound. Uh, Lighting. Yeah. I built sets. I'm like, Mm -hmm. my husband's like, you're so handy. I'm like,
1: because I literally helped build sets. Yeah. (laughs) I have a lot of skills from that and am well-rounded because
0: of it. So Lots of personalities too. You like learn how to interact. Yeah. And lots of different, because there's a new show all the time right? that you're either building or breaking down or is currently on the stage. There's so much about the next project that Mm -hmm. happens during the current project. Yeah, exactly. And there's this really good flow Mm -hmm. because we would do, I don't know, six or eight shows a year. I don't even remember in theater school. And we would like... We would have that always like, what's the next thing, but keep maintaining the current thing. And that's what we do now. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Very much so. And, you know, I think the idea with the theater, everyone is working in their own area, but coming together for a common end goal and everyone has their stake in it. And that's what makes the end product so good is because there's a lot of care from everyone that goes into it. And I think that that really translates to small business as well. It
0: does. What a beautiful yeah. point. Right?
1: Yeah. I know. So, like, I feel like my childhood, college, like each little step kind of got me to where I am now, obviously. And I guess since our beginning. Yeah. <laughs> once I, you know, obviously got my training, learned how to sew pretty well, I. Left Western, I graduated and immediately got a job at Actors Theater of Louisville, which is a pretty well-renowned theater here in town and nationally. Yeah. So I worked in their costume shop. I was a journeyman for one year, which is basically an apprentice, a sewing apprentice. And then I made the jump to a design assistant. So basically, we would have designers come in from out of town for all these different shows, but they'd be back and forth and they needed a stationary person within the theater who helped keep the ball rolling, checked in on different things. So I was that person. And so Sounds I was like a leader to me. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I did that for a little while. And then I left the theater, worked for a millinery shop, making derby hats and fascinators, which was a new skill set for me. But then I was kind of jumping around, wanted to, you know, kind of see what else was out there. And we have a mutual friend who was like, have you ever heard of The New Black? And I was like, no, what's that? And she was like, oh, well, my friend, she has this clothing company. It's a a sustainable clothing company. They make all the clothes in their studio. And I was like, well, that sounds really cool. Like, let's get connected. So (laughs) I think she passed along your information to me. And then we had an interview, which I remember was so funny because you were like,
0: are you sure you're going to be like, you're not going to be bored Sewing the same thing all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I always, I'm, listen, I don't want anybody to hate sewing because they have like garment sewing, fashion production sewing, and theater. I have learned by having so many seamstresses over the years, it's not for everyone. Yeah. And a lot of people love making really intricate costumes that are, you know, unique and individual and one of a kind. And that is not what we did. We had ready to wear <laughs> yeah. clothing and we were making hundreds of thousands of dollars. I was like, trust me, I don't want you to hate your love of sewing and your right. craft because of me. Like that would suck. <laughs> so like I was always like, are you? <laughs> and then I would do like a trial period just to make sure so that you could easily communicate with me or anyone that has worked for me. And a lot of people didn't make it past the trial. Right. Because they didn't love garment sewing, which is totally fine, yeah, I just want people to want to be where they are, not forced right, to be where they are, <laughs> yeah, even though I feel like I've always paid better than the theater did, so oh
1: a hundred percent yeah, thank you, yeah, which I mean ultimately was the reason why I left the theater i you know, I always loved theater, but I wasn't like obsessed with it, like. Theater is very much an industry that you do it out of love. Um, Not necessarily. Yeah. And I totally get that. And I I understand people choosing that path for themselves. But I was like, I don't know if it's for me. Like, I want to make some more money. I want to be able to do things. I want to have time off, which like the theater. It's. Yeah. Yeah. There's not much there for that. And so I just felt like I needed a change. And which is why I left and kind of started exploring other areas um, Mm -hmm. which eventually led me to you yeah (laughs) so yeah I started gosh almost four years ago yeah sewing
0: at the new black in the mall yeah (laughs) Yeah. because it was was January right yeah yeah I thought so so we're past a year three and a half years now we're we're past that halfway mark Mm -hmm. so yeah almost four I know yay yeah (laughs) it's the longest employee I've ever had (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's amazing Yeah. So four years or almost. Almost four years. Yeah. Um, Started sewing in the mall.
1: Yeah. In the mall around all the fast fashion. (laughs) Yeah.
0: We always challenged fast fashion every day, where, you know, we were right next to them giving people an option for sustainable fashion. So it was cool to be a part of that and to kind of, you know, face it every Mm -hmm. day was pretty cool. But then people would walk in with not understanding what we did and, It was a lot of education. Yeah, education, a lot of basically laying everything out for them.
1: Yeah. Giving them
0: tours of the studio. Yeah.
1: Because it's such a it's strange to us because we're used to the idea. Yeah. But people who don't really know about sustainable fashion or just like slow fashion in general. How clothes are
0: even made. Yeah.
1: They're like, wait, what? You're doing what? And it's like Yeah. We're we're out here making our own clothing. We want to give people a better, longer lasting option.
0: Yeah. I just got a message the other day about somebody wanting to order another Kate dress and they're like, I've loved mine for five years and I still do. I just wear it so much that I want another one. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so glad that you're still loving it, you know, years later, because that was the entire goal. Right. Yeah. We didn't want our clothes to end up in landfills like everyone else's. <laughs> yeah. And if for some reason they do, there's only five percent spandex, and they're going to buy bamboo, biodegrade better than any (laughs) plastic clothing or polyester or anything like that. So it was such a cool experience, to be honest. Like the mall was such a like different world. Yeah, it really was. Oh, it was really different. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I wasn't even there for that long. Like it felt like a lot longer than what. It actually was.
0: I always felt like it was longer, but it was 2019 Mm -hmm. that you started. So obviously, 2020. (laughs) (laughs) They had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. And I had already been in the mall for two years almost at that point. So I was just really exhausted, burnt out. Like you met me at one of the lowest times. Yeah. I mean, in the mall, you had to be
1: open every single day, open all the hours. It was really taxing.
0: Yeah. And if you weren't open, on time, you got fined so much money. I was like, uh, excuse me? Like I was five minutes later or whatever, if that happened. So like I was always alert. Like, is somebody there? Is somebody opening it? Is somebody closing on time? Are they getting to their car okay? It's dark. You have to walk far. Yeah. Like I just was always anxious. <laughs> Surprise. Amanda's anxious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all the time, but... I've gotten a bunch better. We manage it better now. (laughs) We do. We do. And I think you met me like right before I turned 30 Yeah, as well. And I tell people a lot. I turned 30 and I lost my grandmother um, right as I launched the Thrive Collection. Yeah. It was the day before (laughs) the launch. And it was one of those things that was always really hard because I was 30 or I was turning 30. My mom had just turned 60 and my grandmother was turning 90. So we were always like 30, 30, 30 years apart. And I just always had, had them as like, not just mom and grandma, but kind of sisters. And there was just a lot of confusion on roles. Yeah. Like I kind of felt like when I lost my grandma, I lost a mom and a sister and an aunt and a grandma. Like it was a weird, weird shift. It was a lot. It was a lot. And she was my like last biological grandparent that I lost. So it was just like a lot of energy around that. And then, you know, being where she had like basically cut off her sister and cut off her daughter and my mom cut off her sister, just didn't have a great explanation of like, oh, (laughs) like you can have a good connection with another woman and you can talk to them about things. Yeah. You don't have to just (laughs) cut them off. Right. You didn't understand that (laughs) for a long time. And I always wanted to. But my example was, that was my example. That was my reality. So it was like a lot to lose her. And then, you know, just managing my my family's, you know, reactions to that. And there's just a lot that we all went through together. Yeah. And especially my mom, because it was her mom.
1: Yeah. You are a very big support to your family. So
0: during that time, I
1: feel like you were being leaned on a lot, but maybe yeah. didn't necessarily have a lot of people to lean on as well.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I, I'm leaning even to you mm-hmm. and to my husband more than I realize because I do have a lot of people leaning to me, which I still love that role as well, but I want to do better, yeah. you know, with it. So that's why I'm in therapy now. Yay. <laughs> I'm in therapy for everyone around me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there was a lot of that. And then I decided to move out of the mall. Right. And you're the only one I kept with me. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.
1: Yeah, thank you. I didn't want to lose my job.
0: <laughs> I was like, we are not, this is just not the future of this anymore. And it was getting out of like, out of control and in a good way, like revenue wise. Yeah. But I just financially, it was so expensive to have, I don't know, I had 20 employees at one point. And I was like, I can't do this. So if we just adjusted how we were operating, we could have the same amount of profit or more profit with less Like, not less work because it was still we were making everything. And of course, then just two of us versus 20. Like, we had to do a lot of roles. All of them, literally. (laughs) yeah, All the roles. (laughs) But also, like, there was just, like, so much getting away from me and so much money going out the door. And, like, it was going to crumble eventually if I didn't make a massive change. Yeah. And I communicated. I felt like I really openly communicated with you about all of that. And you were still like, let's do it. Let's go. And I'm like, oh, thank God. One person wants to hang <laughs> out with me still. Because I thought, you know, like, I just didn't know what was going to happen. And then we moved in.
1: <laughs> yep. I didn't had a open. great party.
0: <laughs> great opening party. We had uh, multiple collections launched, The Powerful Collection, the Fearless Leaders Collection. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that was the year. Oh, no, that was yeah, the same that year. Yeah, that was year. God, my brain and yeah, time. pretty sure
1: I was still cutting that
0: purple whenever the pandemic. You were. <laughs> yeah. We had the Thrive collection, the Reflect collection. Mm-hmm. We had so many collections that we, between the two of us, Yeah. Created, ordered, made, sold, ran parties. <laughs> like, if you guys are like, why does Amanda love Adrienne so much? And then why is she so loyal to her? Bitch, get off <laughs> Adrienne's bag and my bag because she stayed with me through all the bullshit yeah all of it like you'll never know truly my love for you because of that it really like i might cry it's fine i'm not gonna cry you're gonna make me cry oh my god (laughs) don't look at me (laughs) i'm not looking at you i can't but you know you were there for all the things that we went through and i feel like i truly never held anything back i mean i definitely didn't want you to be overwhelmed but I never felt like I had to worry about you like hiding something from me or lying to me, which I just don't do well with that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, just tell me. What is it? Because I can handle anything. I just got to know what it is. And I always felt like I was clear and honest with you and, uh, and trying. And we meant... I mean, 2020 was the worst. It was so hard. Yeah. So hard to get through. And we made thousands of masks. Yeah. And we like did it all while not seeing each other
1: either yeah. like you worked
0: at home and I was in the space by myself mm-hmm. like luckily we had a space that was also large yeah because the, the space we moved into in Nulu had 1500 square feet and it was a one long room so we could even be together every once in a while when when we understood better about the pandemic we could start yeah. to come together And I could do like computer stuff up
1: in the front. (laughs) I'd be cutting in the back. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So we could still like operate and like didn't have to wear a mask the whole time. Of course, once it got to a point where we understood what was going on better. But like we were 1500 square feet apart. Yeah. (laughs) That's more than 10 feet, if you can't tell. (laughs) Or six feet, whatever it is. Yeah. So it was just really interesting to watch how we operated and how honestly, I just couldn't believe that you were just still down. You were like, we're going to make it through this. We're going to do this. And you were such a big support system to me during all of that. And I probably would have given up if it wasn't for
1: you. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: you're a great employer to me. And, you. you know, you've always done everything in your power that you could do to, you know, help my situation, which I've always really appreciated from you as well.
0: Yeah. Anything I can do, I would do. Yeah. And I think that You provide that to me and I provide that to you. And I think that's, you know, like I said, I've kind of overdone it before with relationships with employees. And I think that's the beauty of what we've kept is like, we can have this business relationship. And of course, like we're friends, Yeah, (laughs) but like, there is a certain boundary that you have to keep there. And the way I always explain it to people, because Adrian got married last year is that I went to her bridal shower, but not her bachelorette party. Yeah. That's the boundary. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Adrienne has a fully separate life that she and a party life that she yeah. should enjoy and lead without her employer being next to her and yeah. without us getting into that kind of trouble together. Yeah. I mean, we still like hang out and do fun stuff, but like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a difference that not everybody has. That has really benefited us and has taught me how to be a better employer for the future people that came after you. Yeah. Because I hadn't been able to fully create those boundaries before. Mm-hmm. And I lost a lot of friends because of it. And that was on me. Yeah. Like, My bad, y'all. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. And I didn't know what the other options were. But we like kept that and just worked out. Yeah. Somehow, beautifully, mm-hmm. amazingly worked out. <laughs> And then one day I was like, so, Adrian, I have this idea.
1: This was before the hear
0: me out process. Yeah, we didn't have the hear me out (laughs) process. This is a new process. And Let's Go Girls is brand new. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I don't want you to freak out, but I need (laughs) you to go see this space with me. Because again, I love to bring Adrian along because she'll never lie to me, she'll just tell me. It's true. I mean, she might internally process it and then I have to drag it out of her and be like, what are you thinking? And then she's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then she finally lets it out. But she, she's never held back in her true feelings. And of course, I might disagree with her and I might say, I really believe this is best for the business. We need to do it. Or I might make a different decision, but I always ask and make sure that there's, there, you're with me. Yeah. And if you're not, I explain why it's still important to me to do it. And I I think I've said this before where if I can get through you and my husband (laughs) and if you guys are telling me you, you just usually ask a lot of questions, Yeah, which helps me process. I like to know the logistics of things. Of course. (laughs) But if I can get through you and him and you guys are, if you say no, but it's out of love and protection for me or the business. And I still feel that it's the right decision. And I've gotten through all your questions, but you say no and he says no or whatever. But I just know it's right. Then I know I should do it. Yeah. Because you guys have asked me the hard questions. You put me through the ringer and I'm still on it. And if I'm not on it, it's going to happen. Yeah. There's Mm -hmm. no stopping. (laughs) No stopping. (laughs) And I'm like, sorry, but here's why. Yeah. But I mean, it is. At the end of the day,
1: it's your business and you are the one that's been an entrepreneur for,
0: Yeah, you know, I'm the one taking the extra risk, you know, I mean, I know it is a risk to your livelihood, which is why I consider (laughs) your feelings, your thoughts, your opinions. And I know that that's super important. But if, if we truly, I feel like you even did say no to like, wow stuff. In the beginning. Ryan did too.
1: Yeah. You made the point of that, like Ryan and I you know, have similar thought process where we're, our immediate response is to be like, "Mm, yeah, you guys will say no before
0: you say yes. Yeah, and I know- Which is good because it allows me to process further and get you to a yes. Like, I like that it's not an easy yes. Yeah, well, and I, after you said that, I was like, oh man, I do do that, don't I?
1: And it's not even like, because I've fully thought of everything. I'm just, that's my immediate thing to go to. Yeah, and so now I'm like, that's why I do so much internally, like internal processing is because I'm like, well, why Why is my immediate response to say no? And then I think about it longer and I'm like, let's, let's just do it. Let's see, do what, it. see what happens.
0: <laughs> I think I brought you along with me to like view this space for the first time. Yeah. It's like a rainy day. Mm-hmm. And we met our landlord, Chris, who's a phen- phenomenal woman. Yeah, she's great. And so it was just so cool. And she actually was like, you know, tell me more about the business because it didn't exist. Right. Wow was just a map. Yeah. Of woman owned businesses in the community. And there was no, what does a feminist gift store look like? Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When some people, you know, like to debate what that looks like, but Mm -hmm. we
0: made it our own vision. Yeah. And I was standing in that room and I could visualize it. And I'm like, if I'm standing in the room and I know exactly what to do and it's a straightforward path for me then i'm like we gotta do it yeah because well, it doesn't exist and we gotta make the things that don't exist to disrupt
1: yeah the world <laughs> well and i mean just the fact that you found that space like nulu spots in nulu Ugh. at our price range like Gone. far and few between yeah so the fact that you found that when we did it was a female landlord mm-hmm. who got the idea that we were trying to go with like everything lined up And seemed like all pointing towards, yes, like we should do this. And
0: And she let us beat out other people because there were other people vying for the space. Yeah. Because we were additive to the community. Mm -hmm. Because we had the map, which truly, I don't think a lot of people realize, came before the store. Yeah. And even like for the new black, like I had a blog for a year, about three, I posted every day. I don't know where that fucker is. (laughs) somewhere in the webverse wa- yeah, yeah in the <laughs> when metaverse now yeah but like i posted a new way to style a little black dress every day for a year before i made a little black dress it's wild so you have i like i seem very quick but i actually internally process more than you think yeah I ponder and consider and I just I like that my brain truly doesn't feel that there's limits and I allow myself to go into those places and then come back down and be like but how can I how can I make this happen because I am an executor I do make sure it happens yeah and I am a dreamer so again hear me out or let's go girls (laughs) which one are we on today Y'all know that I love being kind, generous, and I love something sweet. No surprise there. (laughs) Well, after I got a really negative comment on TikTok, I was introduced to the most loving, kind woman named Ashley. Ashley is the owner of Kindness Cookies, and she sent me a massive box full of amazing cookies for me to enjoy. I think I ate them for like a month straight because they're individually wrapped. And now, Kindness Cookies is a sponsor of the Wow podcast. So let me tell you about them. Kindness Cookies Cookies is a small, woman-owned business that ships gourmet, chewy, soft cookies nationwide. The mission of the company is to spread kindness through their cookies and through their charitable donations, which makes it the perfect gift for celebrations, birthdays, and really just every day because, well, you always need something sweet, right? I sure do. Every month, there's a new flavor and a new charity to support, so you can put your money where your mouth is. Kindness Cookies has seriously hooked us up with a discount for wow listeners. You can use code wow for 25% off your first order with Kindness Cookies. So, I mean, it was just such a cool journey. And then Having her allow us to, you know, take on this space. She even gave me a payment plan. Like, I don't think you even know all these things, but I just asked. I just asked and I was like, hey, it's April 2020. Girl, this (laughs) is, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. Signed everything with masks on, you know, made sure we were safe. But like, I left the space empty for four months, knowing that we would eventually do it. But knowing that it was the least expensive option is to leave the space empty and to gather ideas, to gather the paint colors, to mm-hmm. gather the woodworker, Tommy, who made our amazing custom shelves that everybody asks me. How yeah. everybody. You guys, I just dreamt those up. I don't know how else to tell you. It just seemed cool. I love arches. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it was very like art deco vibes that I, I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. So... It was just like I was doing a lot of collecting. And of course, we just didn't know what was going on in 2020 with the virus. So we just had to make the best decision, which was to hold the space. And Chris was cool with it. She didn't mind. Like She's getting her rent. I paid rent and utilities, but I didn't pay staff. I didn't pay for the design. I didn't pay for product. I didn't pay for anything until we knew we could open quickly and get that money back. And I mean, the EIDL did help. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably like three days before, because there was two versions of the EIDL, which is the Economic Injury Disaster Loan. So sometimes with the loan, they would say you get like, I think our first one that we got approved for was 62000 And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Because <laughs> it fucking is. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't get that funding anywhere. And so I had the 50,000 in 2019 that you saw me go through for six months. I was working with these people and like my bank accounts are overdrafting. I'm just trying to get by. I was like, Adrian, can I pay you $100 a hundred dollars today and $200 tomorrow and a hundred dollars, you know? And again, you stuck with me, which is again, why I'm so loyal to you. Yeah. And so it's like, you've proven anything that I thought would drive you away. <laughs> I'm pretty yet. hard to get rid of. <laughs> You're so. pretty hard to get rid of, which is what I need in my life. <laughs> so like there was that and then we got that 62,000 which I mean blew my mind. And if you guys have listened to this podcast, you've heard us talk, you know, about how many money mistakes I've made and I've taken money every single way you can think of. But Until the SBA loans that gave you more time to pay them back and that didn't start, like I haven't actually started paying them back yet. We're about to start. (laughs) Sucks, but it's true. (laughs) And that were low interest every time before it was a loan shark. And it was like, you have to do this. Like, you're, if you don't, if we didn't get that money, like we would have closed. Yeah. And so I had to say yes and accept it. And it came probably. Weeks, days, or weeks away from me, maybe giving up. Yeah, and Which saying been really sad, we can't do it. And I agree. I I wasn't ready to give up. I truly wasn't, and I knew that I would come back and do something again or whatever. Right. So I was like, I might as well stick with this one that's working. <laughs> can't keep me down. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to get rid of me too. Yeah. You know. So like, there's all of that that's like terrifying that you're going through. And I remember. I mean, even talking to you about it in the studio and just crying (laughs) and we can't touch each other. We can't hug each other. When I say touch, I mean hug, like (laughs) comfort. We can't comfort each other. There's no pats on the back. They're theirs. Yeah. Because it's the virus and, you know, we were trying to be safe and I didn't know how to be an employer Mm -hmm. during that time. That was fucking hard. It was hard. But I never let you go. You didn't have to worry about the unemployment. Yeah, I, I, even, got, to get I even got paid whenever Colton had COVID and uh, I yeah. couldn't work. I guess yeah. I did do some things from home. Yeah, but. you just did some stuff from home. We figured it out, but that was a month. Yeah. So Colton got COVID in October of 2020, right? Yeah. Colton's my husband. Colton's her <laughs> husband of a year now. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, so fun. Gorgeous wedding. I can't even tell y'all. It was I great went to the day. wedding. Yeah, she did come to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> So Colton had it in October, which is very scary. There's no vaccines. Yeah,
1: there's no vaccine. He was in the hospital for like eight days. I was quarantining by myself. Mm-hmm. This whole situation. But yeah, you've always been there to help in those situations and do what you can. And, you know, I've always appreciated you for that
0: and trust you because you do do those things. Put my uh, my, <laughs> not just my money, but my heart out yeah. there and... It was always, how are you guys doing? It's not just about the work, you know? And that's, again, like the company culture we're trying to... Like, you're a human. You're a human and this is your job. Right. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) I know sometimes you're going to come to work and not want to be at work. (laughs) Like, that's the way the world works. It's okay. Sometimes I come and I'm like, meh, not into it today.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know. Honestly, like, I don't know that I do have days like that. Yeah. Because I do like what we're doing here and enjoy mm-hmm. and every day is different which every is great is, for me but yeah and I've definitely worked in around. jobs before where I'm like yeah I don't really don't want to go in today but I've never felt that way here Aww. which is
0: great that's so nice yeah I was just thinking like I hate Mondays <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean Mondays are the worst but yeah even they it's not that bad here yeah.
1: It at least gives you a slow start. Like at least we all hate Mondays. Yeah. I mean, I get to start my day sitting
0: in a pink store. So mm-hmm. how, how are you going to be mad about that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. What's great that, I don't know if you're not watching and you can't see it like Adrian's like her colors. And I think this is actually, I'm just realizing some of this even right now, but like, I've always wanted that feminine energy around me. And I've always had positive interactions with masculine energy and with my masculine relationships. Adrienne is surrounded <laughs> by women. The amount of women that go like, like went to your bachelor' I was like 20-something women in the yeah. house, and like, you almost only have feminine energy.
1: Yeah, very much so.
0: I mean, I think that's part of why I'm so like attracted to you as a human is that I'm like, "Oh, here's this feminine energy. That I've been searching for. Yeah. And I think so many times like I've been on our cutting table at events that we had for collection launches for the new black, which it's her stage. It's my stage. <laughs> this is my new stage. Even the store is my stage. It's I, like, true. I step true. onto it. And I'm like, yeah. hi, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I belong on a stage. <laughs> I love a stage. So anyways, I would be up there and I remember being at our, our last studio and me saying, I think it was for the Reflect collection in 2020 where I was like, Adrienne gets her dress. Like she's, she's... (laughs) I made it. (laughs) She made it. She's inspired me so much. And I think I like basically started crying on there because you've just always allowed the space for me to be myself. And I never felt like you had expectations of me that were not the true version of myself. Yeah. And so I was always thanking you for like... Just letting me be the the crazy little one that I am or the the external processor, the energy and Mm -hmm. and even having you in my life, because I know there's so much that I'm sure you're like, Amanda, why are you stealing my shoes again? Like (laughs) we're wearing the same slippers right now, but I did get them for us and we got blankies and slippers Mm and we're doing this and you're getting paid. It's great. It's great. (laughs) So like, I've always been like, Adrian, where do you get those shoes? Or, <laughs> and then I'll show up the next day with them. I'm like, so I've always been very inspired and influenced, I think by you, but I think it's, it's helped me knowing you to bring out my true feelings. Yeah. But it always, I think I always felt like bad that I was like, being influenced by you <laughs> and I was like no I think this just is, is truly allowing me to bring out the feminine side of me that I was trying to like hide yeah for so long because I was nervous that masculine energy was the only energy entrepreneur was allowed to have yeah and Which was so celebrated untrue. for and <laughs> we know that now <laughs> it's so untrue I mean just think about how much of a explosion of creativity and pink and, like femininity that's happened in the last year to two years even you know since the pandemic that personally I've gone through and that you've been totally here for. Yeah. Cuz one day I was like I'm really sorry Adrian that I um hired you as a seamstress and then made you do all this other shit. Yeah. She's like I'm not sorry.
1: Yeah, I mean I've Because of that, I've learned that I'm good at a lot of different things and now I have a very wide skill set and I just continue to grow. So
0: thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And I think just the base is that we each allow each other to be each other's like true selves. Yeah. Like, I would never hold that back. And even though there's sometimes where I know it's hard for us to be like, what is the fuck is she even talking about? (laughs) And, like, you know, there's, it's hard too when you are so different than someone. Mm -hmm. But I think, again, like, we can push and pull and bring out the best. And at the end of the day, we know we're on a team together. Yeah. We know we're not trying to get one over on each other. We're not trying to push each other past our limits. We're just being ourselves and bringing what we bring to it and then some days it's easier to deal with that than others yeah but like we're just humans exactly well. yeah
1: we're all humans we have our days and we understand that and that's what makes it a good culture to work here
0: oh yeah and now that you're in the c-suite you'd be fancy yeah i am fancy <laughs> do you like telling people you're a coo
1: I do, but I also still feel like there's a bit of like imposter syndrome with yeah. it because it is, you know, I think it's because of the fact that like I've grown with this position. Like I, I didn't, I don't want to say I didn't work my way to it because I definitely put oh, in you work, definitely did. <laughs> but it's like now it's more like keeping up with that position and maintaining as the company grows. Yeah. So it's kind of like doing things in reverse almost. And, you know, I think You know, saying COO is so fancy. And it's like, oh my God, that's reserved for like fancy people, (laughs) whoever they are. But it's true. People in boardrooms and suits. (laughs) Yeah. It's really funny because there's a company, which I know you know them, but Hey Mavens. Mm. And they make lingerie, slow Mm. fashion lingerie in Nashville. And the owner and her COO. Love them. Are very similar i feel like they have a very similar dynamic although i think that they were friends first Mm. before the company like really took off but i looked at reagan which is her coo's like instagram page one day and she was like i'm the coo of hey mavens and i was like well if she can put it on her instagram i'm gonna put it on mine and i was like i'm gonna step into my position
0: step in yeah step in step up yeah you know, so. you got to show up for your opportunities. Yeah, exactly. And I'm so proud of you for doing that. <laughs> Thanks. I feel like we have have discussed is just like maybe a good way to even wrap this part up. I know we are like, oh, cute one. We're going to talk about it. We're going to do that in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. I just really want you all to understand this journey that Adrienne and I have been on and Adrienne's journey because you do see her on so much of our marketing and content creation and uh, So much of our world, and she really is such a great counterpoint to me. And if you're looking for that, like it exists. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You might have to go through, I had like 75 women work for me at this point. You might have to go through some people to find them. And I would definitely say someone that has entrepreneur parents definitely helps. Yeah. But I think it's just really good to say something around like you're always developing as a leader. And I try to always provide additional opportunities for you to do that, resources for you to do that. And we do have performance reviews where we're like speaking about it. Mm -hmm. And so the transparency that I'm trying to have as an entrepreneur, like, again, it's like, I don't want to overwhelm because I want you to be able to show up and do your best. Yeah. But if we can put all of those like boundaries in place around dreaming versus actions versus anything else, because there's a million things that we do together. Yeah. Yeah. And to just know that we're open and we're curious and we're going to figure it out. We always do. We always figure (laughs) it out. It never looks the way we always, like exactly the way we think (laughs) it's going to. Never. Never. Shit doesn't happen the way we want sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes it happens better than what we think too. Exactly. So I feel like you hadn't had a lot of like development as a leader from other companies. And that was something that you communicated to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm
1: definitely very much an introvert. So the idea of like stepping in and managing people, I was like, oh, huh? I don't know. But <laughs> you believed in me. So
0: I was like, you can do it. Yeah. Well, you manage me. <laughs> <laughs> true. Maybe that's the greatest task of all. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> if you can manage me, you can manage anybody. <laughs> think about that. That yeah. is so true. <laughs> that, that, maybe. I mean, it takes, you know, we've had a lot of different personalities through the door. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody has to be led different ways. True. And we talk a lot about that and the ways that, you know, it's all around communication. And I think one of the things that we're working on is just, is your communication openness? Yeah. And as you said, being introverted or an internal processor, like, it takes a second. Mm -hmm. So we also have to allow... For Adrian to have a second, (laughs) it's serious though. Like it's very, very much a person that's like,
1: I'm gonna, I need to think about this. I'm gonna, I will have answers, but I'm gonna need a minute.
0: Yes. So she's like learning that whole, you know, respond versus react kind of thing that we've talked about so much on the podcast. Because I also want you guys to just realize, like these themes and these words that we talk about and these mindset strategies that we have towards your wallet. Go across your entire life. Yeah. Being more intentional and responsive. And sometimes I take, like, Adrian will be like, Amanda, you need to respond to this. And I'm like, (laughs) chill out because I need time to internally process. So we've even had those moments and we made it through all of them. But again, I always know that Adrian will not lie to me. (laughs) Her Sagittarius self, apparently. (laughs) What did you learn about yourself?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess Sagittarius are just very sati- I don't, what's the pearl for I don't know um, are just <laughs> a very honest which I guess for me I never can cons- like I don't lie or anything but I feel like they made it seem like they're like such sat- serious or brutally honest and I don't ever think of myself like that but then at times <laughs> when you're like Adrian you really like can't hide the expression on your face <laughs> so I'm like that's where I'm honest. my face Does not lie for me, which is a blessing.
0: But yeah, (laughs) nothing in a curse. Yeah, you know, we wear our reactions on our face or the poker face thing. But I am always going to tell you what's what and in a nice way, of course. I agree. It's not that you're like an asshole about it. Like you're making like, I don't know, just direct people. Maybe that's what you're thinking of as like honest, but honest is the best characteristic I can think of. Yeah, it's a good one. So <laughs> I'm down for it. Yeah. We don't want no liars. No. If you lied to me and you told me things like you didn't, I wouldn't, you wouldn't be here. I know. You That's, wouldn't.
1: that's your big thing. I don't like honesty. It. Yeah. Trustworthiness.
0: Yeah. Like if you lose it with me, it's hard to get it back. Yeah. Because I will give you a million chances. It's true. And if I've given you a million and one and you're still fucking up, I don't have anything left. Yeah. And. we don't have time for that don't got time for that. And maybe part of that is my Ariesness. Mm. <laughs> I know that that's something that happens. But a lot of it is my view on how I saw feminine relationships of being, you got a million and one chances and then you were cut off. Yeah. And I didn't have representation of additional options for female relationships. So now that I do and everything's <laughs> going okay and yeah. I've chilled out and gone to therapy and dealt with some of those things like, it's not even that, you know, you might think when you go to therapy that like, these are these people's fault. They did this to me. They, this was the only example I had. No, they didn't mean to do shit. They were just living. Yeah. And it's how I perceived it. It's not what they did. It's how I perceived what they had going on in their lives as what I had to have going on in my life. I was like, you don't have to do it this way. And I heard this really great phrase that is like generational trauma kind of phrase. Mm. And it said, it ran my family until it ran into me. Oh. And now I think of stuff like that.
1: Yeah, breaking the cycle.
0: Yeah. And my grandma and my mom, they always called me. I mean, my mom still does. But yes. they were like, told me that they were scared of me in like, not a weird way, but in like a my ambition. Oh. Mm-hmm. They were like scared of my limitless possibilities that I believed and they were because they had you know more normal jobs and and just stuff like that and it's just it never hit them that they had possibilities yeah and that they had options right and the fact that i was like yeah you raised me to be the jam you know like <laughs> the jam winner or whatever which i've mentioned on another episode but you know my brothers are were raised to be bread runners and i was raised to be the jam which yeah. Holding Mixed. it all together. Yeah, I was going to say, it holds the sandwich together. So. <laughs> it's a really good metaphor. And my mom always told me that she was the jam and my dad was the bread. And that in itself may not feel equal to you when you see it. But think about how much better the jam makes the bread. Yeah. <laughs> it's when the it's the sweetest good jam. part. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be blackberry jam. I love you know, it. I love blackberries. So yummy. So like when you think about it <laughs> and you're like, these are the things that I just... Happened to see, happened to take in, like with you and your parents, you saw them being resourceful mm-hmm. and multitasking. It's just so interesting because they didn't mean to teach you things yeah. necessarily. They just lived and it was how you perceived them mm-hmm. that made you who you are. Yeah. And made you work so well with me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thanks, mom and dad. Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> I love my parents. Yeah. Everything's good. And so I feel like I don't know. It's just, it's such a good combo to be together. So thank you, Adrian. Yeah, thank you for everything, but for especially joining me on the podcast and putting your chatty pants on today to be chatty with our friends. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything you want to say to the moneymakers before we wrap up? We are going to do multiple episodes. Yeah. How can uh, they follow you, the COO of Women Owned Wallet, and shop the new black? And how can they follow your additional revenue stream? Yeah. Um, well, I. It's funny because I'm
1: not very good with social media in my own personal life. Very good at work, <laughs> but not so good in my personal. So yeah, my personal one, I literally haven't posted in like over a year. That's how bad. I do stories, but actual posting few and far between but I am keeping up better on my little side hustle biz I have going which is saskat creative it's um, colorful jewelry for colorful people I sell it in at wow as well as I've been getting out doing some markets lately as well and that is saskat.creative and you can follow me on
0: there Yay. yay and all you money makers out there you know you got money in your wallet and you want to put it into the wallet of another woman. Yeah. Put it in Adrian's wallet. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> her. She'll do beautiful things with it. She'll, um, she'll buy things for her dog. Oh, Callie. Callie yeah. dog. Or her kitties. Mm-hmm. Or her husband. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> she'll improve her own situation and her own life with the money you put into her wallet so that she can... Even do just more being COO. Yeah. And then you get more benefit because she'll be around longer. So do go. it. There you go. This <laughs> is the reason why. Put all yeah. that money into those ladies' wallets. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Adrian, again. And thank you, moneymakers. Now, moneymakers, go out there and make that money. If you want to put more money into the wallets of women like we do, then check out our website thewomanownedwallet.com. And we can't wait to continue the conversation on our social media. So definitely follow us on our Instagram at womanowned.wallet and on TikTok at WomanOwnedWallet. You can support us by following our podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. And don't forget to leave us a review. Thank you for listening to Woman Owned Wallet, the podcast.